Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Disney Time Podcast, episode 20. I'm your host, Micah, and joining me today are my co-hosts, Nelson. Hello. And Rissa. Hello. Welcome, guys. Welcome back from your trip uh, to Disneyland last weekend. Yay. Uh, So um, it was a Black Friday weekend trip. How was uh, Disneyland and uh, the parks over there? Uh, surprisingly crowded on Friday, but not as crowded on Saturday. And I saw some clips, and it was quite empty on Sunday. Um, so we chose our days a little bit wrong there. Yeah, well, kind of rolled the dice on that one. But yeah. uh, just based off of what we, I guess, from what I heard, and I'm, I'm guessing what... You you were there last year, right, Rissa, on Black Friday? Or... I was there Saturday, Sunday, and I mm. I think I took Monday off. Okay. So maybe that's uh, the the days to go would be Saturday, Sunday, right? Yeah. Yeah, because like Rissa said, Friday was more busy than we had anticipated. But then Saturday wasn't so bad, and then Sunday was pretty empty. Nelson, but, would uh, you Nelson would you say that the um, the Saturday uh, after Black Friday is about as busy as the week before since you were there on that Saturday? Uh, no, it it was uh, still not as busy as when i met up with you okay so so it's still pretty good then to go yeah, on that saturday I'll, yeah and we we definitely did more rides on saturday too so. well that's good that's good to hear yeah. all right so um on today's episode uh we're gonna be talking about uh ralph breaks the internet which is record ralph part two um and we're gonna do quite uh, like a little bit of a movie review and our thoughts on the movie as well so uh, that's something new for the podcast. Uh, you guys excited for it? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Cool. So um, let's start off with a bit of Disney news. So Rissa shared an article earlier um, from Insider, and it's called. It says Disney's War Disney World's new Millennium Falcon ride has 200 cockpit controls, so guests can actually pilot the ship. So they um, at Destination D. Uh, so it's, it was announced, the details were announced at um, D23 Destination D conference in Orlando, Florida. So they, the Smuggler's Run um, attraction, uh, which is going to be the, the Millennium Falcon. Um, so there are over 200 controls in the cockpit and you'd have to operate them, I guess, during the ride. Uh, what do you guys think about that first? So the way that they described it is that there's basically a pod of like four people. Yep. And they were saying that they're going to be able to accommodate um, 1,800 people per hour for these pods. So they're not they're not going to be too worried about um, crowds there. Um, So it's it's gonna it's gonna be pretty cool um, because you kind of get this intimate experience in the Millennium Falcon uh, cockpit, and uh, it seems like a lot of fun. Hopefully, it's in both parks. Yeah, because I know they were really focusing on the Orlando Park, which would be Hollywood Studios. So, um, Nelson, what do you think? Did you see the picture of uh, Bob Chapek? Yeah, just in the in the in article, a, in a yeah. mock cockpit. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks 
pretty pretty real or at least very reminiscent of you know what you we see in the movies um i know for a fact though that um the actor who played chewy mm-hmm. um the cockpit was originally too small because he's such a huge guy right right <laughs> so um he they had a hard time having him in the cockpit but uh this looks uh, at least from the picture that i see here um it looks it's definitely not too too tiny yeah i mean not- I don't think Bob Chapek is that small either. So, <laughs> you know, it looks like it, it would accommodate some, you know, pretty tall people. Yeah. So I'm just kind of curious as to like how the facade will look. Right. Like because they're going to have like a lot of pods in order to handle 1800 people per hour. Right. Um, you know, if you do the math, that's a lot of pods. So, uh, if, so if you're if you are um looking at the Millennium Falcon from the outside, it looks like the Millennium Falcon, right? Right. Yeah. So I feel like the queue is just like going to be going around, you know, in a, like toward the outside of the Falcon. But then in the middle, it's going to have those pods where you can just like, because there's going to be, there's going to have to be a lot of them for yeah. to accommodate all the people. So, I mean, I would kind of hope that it's like you walk into the Falcon and it's the queue and it leads to their fake building you know the the building that's hidden behind oh i see what like you're saying how, like how they do with most of the rides right right, you know, right. Like with haunted mansion you're not actually going through the building you're going down you know that's right that's right yeah i see what you're saying so the the actual ride building will be somewhere off to the side or behind or something like or that or underneath or yeah well that's the hope we know we don't actually know but... yeah i mean that's what i hope it would be like because it, it it won't break the the feeling of being in the falcon you know since yeah. you'll yeah i kind of want to like the entrance of the falcon to be like the actual loading ramp under it yeah yeah that would <laughs> be it, you, legit yeah and then you walk through it'd be really cool if they actually made the falcon itself just truly a walkthrough of the falcon right and then yeah i mean a, a part of it maybe towards the back would be you know an entrance to hopefully a connected building or we go underground from there to you know where all i guess all the pods are for the ride that would be awesome because yes just the fact that they have the uh, a mock-up scale falcon there it's i would think it's a missed opportunity if they don't make the inside of it look like the falcon as well right so, at least so. part of it you know right. the part you walk through and so then that means when you exit you'd have to exit the same way you entered right which would be the ramp if you're gonna go Maybe. through the ramp. i mean it doesn't have to be i don't think yeah i'm it's sure a- there's lots of hidden spots within the falcon to exit from yeah because i mean like even most rides now you don't exit the same place you ag- enter right so. but i mean because you know you're in the falcon so when you exit shouldn't you exit from the falcon too right uh, not necessarily because if you look at star tours you still you yeah, dock well- you're, quote unquote you're, dock where you're at but, but you still exit the back but you're entering a building and you're exiting a building but with yeah. a falcon you're entering into the falcon so why wouldn't you exit from the same falcon right well that's what rissa was saying like there's a building or we go underground for the pods yeah i know to get to the pods but when you get out the pod wouldn't you want to exit from the falcon so that you think that you flew the falcon and landed back you know you know what i mean I mean, I guess it's all dependent really on on how they're structuring this because this is all real speculation, you know. True. From from a couple articles, um, 
I mean, I, I'm really interested to see how the Imagineers will take it because they're genius in, in their infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. They're going we'll to find out a way. Wait yeah, they'll find <laughs> yeah. a way to do it. Yeah. Cool. So the other attraction that they mentioned in the article is Rise of the Resistance. It's the second attraction, and it takes uh, park goers on an out-of-this-galaxy journey aboard a Star Destroyer where, according to the Times, they will be greeted by 50 audio-animatronic stormtroopers. And the ride will culminate culminate in a face-to-face encounter with Kylo Ren, which is probably going to make people, you know, get those chills, right? Um, also, John Williams, who wrote the scores for past films, is going to make some new music specifically for the Star Wars land. Um, and then new drone footage... Uh, over the the craggy mountain region of Batuu, um, where Galaxy's Edge is going to take place, uh, is going to be used as well. Um, so it's going to be pretty immersive and interactive. So what do you guys think about that, about the uh, Rise of the Resistance? Um, hopefully it's not along the lines of Star Tours. Um, I don't like how they changed star tours to 3d plus the um movement uh it doesn't really sit well with a lot of people just because you know the motion sickness um i heard some type of uh like rumors around this this attraction being sort of like a fully immersive escape type of situation where you're in a battle um and you're fighting along the resistance and you have to find a way out in the in the heat of the battle um I'm not sure if they're going to integrate VR, but hopefully they can handle their lines with these attractions being so immersive. What do you think, Nelson? Uh, do you think is this going to be like another thing to just absorb people, or is it just going to be like I don't know something really immersive that's going to take lines to the next level? Well. I think Galaxy's Edge will take lines to the next level, yeah, period. So. <laughs> yeah, just trying to get in, regardless. Right. And, I mean, both both uh, parks over in um, at both coasts, they've been delayed already. Right. So people have been waiting for this in general. So um, this being the second ride, though, um yeah, I mean, I don't see why not, like, why people wouldn't want to just, you know, go there to see what's there, because it's a new ride. Everything here is going to be new. So, I mean, heck, I want to check it out, but probably not till after the first year, in all yeah. honesty. I feel, I feel like over at Hollywood Studios, the whole Toy Story Land has been set up so that it could be like an overflow for Galaxy's Edge, because... They, if you notice, the line queues are even longer than they should be, right? There's like an extra area for Slinky Dog Dash that's just extra long. Right, um, yeah, yeah. It's like its own path, really. Right, so it's like they set that up so they could probably put some people in that line to get into Galaxy's Edge since it's yeah. connected. Right, it's connected. Yeah, Toy Story Land connects to galaxy's edge and then over by the muppets that's right where it also right connects. so they could, they're also setting that up too for staging for galaxy's edge basically right so i don't know how they're gonna do that at disneyland because there's less space so 
Right. Um, and yeah. There's going to be two entrances um, to Galaxy's Edge in Disneyland. Right. Um, right. One is one is over there by Hungry Bear, right? I saw. Yeah. So so ramp. that pathway. Yeah. yeah. That pathway where they extended um, the bridge for Hungry Bear is just going to go all the way back. Right. And you can basically walk. You'll you'll be able to walk alongside the tracks of the of the train. Mm-hmm. Um. Th- but lower, obviously, you're not right next to it. Um, so I would imagine that that would probably end up being a like a queue because right, that's a it. long, yeah, a long way. Um, I don't know if they'll have the other entrance like free flowing as much because it's kind of in a corner, and yeah. people coming from from uh, Fantasyland and coming from Frontierland, it's just it's like a trap, you know? Right. Exactly. It's no longer it's no longer a shortcut. Well, at least we know there will be more traffic going to Bear Country, or Critter Country. That's true. And it'll be a full circle once, you know, Galaxy's Edge isn't as crazy. Um, You can actually walk the whole park and not be stuck in a corner. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. That dead end over there at Critter Country. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that's still going to be a dead end, but it's not as much of a a trap when you're trying to get out of... uh, New Orleans, right oh, before that's true. Fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> true. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's a benefit, I guess, of having a new connecting land. So, mm-hmm. if you can get through, <laughs> yeah, definitely, definitely. All right. So, uh, along with those two attractions that were announced at D twenty three Destination D, they also talked about some other happenings at Walt Disney World in the not so distant future. They're going to be two nighttime shows debuting next year. Epcot Forever, which is an interim show to celebrate the historic park before an all-new show launches in 2020. So that show is going to happen in fall 2019 because they're getting rid of Illuminations. Um, Then there's also Wonderful World of Animation, which is a nighttime projection show at Hollywood Studios. And that's going to start on May 1, 2019. All right. And then uh, Mickey and Minnie are going to have a themed celebration and then costumes to match as well at the Magic Kingdom from mid-January through September. And that's going to satiate guests looking forward to riding Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, which is going to open at Hollywood Studios. And we don't know when exactly, but it's going to be in fall next year that they're going to open that. So uh, you guys looking forward to the Disney World trip next year then? Oh, I'm, yes. <laughs> I'm getting nervous. <laughs> Yeah, the I'm, crowds are gonna be immense. Yeah, I'm thinking. I'm just thinking about you know all this stuff that they're they're adding in, and they're doing at Disney World. It's just gonna, it's gonna make the crowds even more than they already are, pretty much. Yeah, we might need to sequester ourselves to the food and wine, <laughs> because hey, uh, I have no problem with that. <laughs> all of these uh, shows and everything happening in Hollywood Studios, it seems overwhelming. Well, at least that makes Hollywood Studios a full-day park now. Because before, you know, it would be just like a half-day park. You wouldn't I really, agree. Yeah. So now it's like there's more stuff to do. Uh, I like that. Um, yeah, what, on, my pa- on my past trip, yep. yeah, I mean, we spent technically two full days. But a good, probably good chunk of the day, I want to say maybe three hours, was just us sitting and chilling with like a beer. Or a few. Was, was um, that at Hollywood Studios or Epcot? At Hollywood Studios. Oh, okay, yeah. All right. Because, yeah, I just feel like there's not much at Hollywood Studios. It, 
The, yeah. You said it perfectly. It's best for like a half day park instead. Right, exactly. So now that they added Toy Story Land, people thought, well, Disney, I think, was th- thinking on the lines that it would make it more of a full day park. But, you know, you can rope drop it and you'll be done with, with whatever's in Toy Story Land. And you could probably do the rest of the big rides and then you're done. And it's only yeah. half day. When I was there, I was honestly kind of underwhelmed on uh, Toy Story Land because it was a lot smaller than I thought. <laughs> right. It's it, The pictures are deceiving, right? Yeah. Exactly. So I think once Galaxy's Edge opens, um, that's going to be the park to avoid. I'm not sure if it's going to take away some of the Pandora Flight of Passage people because that's always going to... It's in a different park completely, so it's going right. to be, you know... Pack no matter what, but um, maybe Slinky Dog Dash will be uh, more of a, a better line that you can queue up in. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah, so I mean, we have the chance to experience it here in California, so I, you know, that'll be something to, to look forward to, I guess. Yep. All right, so that's it, guys, for the article that we went over. So let's uh, get into Ralph Breaks the Internet. Spoiler warning. Oh yeah, this we're going to definitely have lots of spoilers. So guys, uh, listeners, it, if you uh, don't want any spoilers for Ralph Breaks the Internet, uh, you can turn the podcast off now um, because we are going to be talking about Ralph Breaks the Internet, basically, and you will be spoiled. So um, yeah. Cut it here. <laughs> warning, we'll, warning. We'll, this is a warning. We'll see you guys next week. <laughs> and we'll see you next week if you're uh, cut tuning out right now. So, um, yeah, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, Wreck-It Ralph 2, Ralph Breaks the Internet. Um, this came out uh, on November 21, 2018 in the U.S. And they had a premiere on November 5, 2018 at the El Capitan Theater. Um, it is the follow-up to the 2012 movie Wreck-It Ralph. Um, and it pretty much picks up where the last one left off. Uh, don't you, do you guys agree? Yeah, right at the start. Yeah, yeah at the beginning. Um, uh, yeah. Sort of. It's six years later, but well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, definitely. They, they go six years into the future of that. Um, because six years prior to the beginning of the movie, you know, like, Sugar Rush was new, but mm-hmm. now it's a little bit older. Right. Yeah, considered a retro game now. Right. <laughs> and and yep. we kind of, and we kind of figure that out um, during the course of the beginning of the movie uh, when you know the patrons of the arcade break the steering wheel and then uh, <laughs> they all pull out their cell phones and try to find the replacement part on eBay. Right. And they only find one. Mm-hmm. That's how you can tell that it's an old game now, basically. In the entire internet. Yeah. Yep. They only Just find one. one. <laughs> Just one. So can, uh, can can I mention something? Though, yeah, go ahead, Nelson. So I just feel like the title was such a missed opportunity. I agree. I well, agree. 
I know I under- you want. I know you want it to be Ralph wrecks the internet just because it's <laughs> wreck it Ralph. But the phrase is breaking know, the internet. I know. I know it's an existing phrase. <laughs> but but I mean it's built into the name. I know. I know. So the original name was supposed to be Ralph breaks the internet. Wreck it Ralph too. Okay. But it was just way too long. Right. Uh. So they just went with Ralph breaks the internet. So then it kind of sounds a little weird because it's not wreck it Ralph. Right. So. Well, I mean, when I when I talk about it, I just call it Wreck-It Ralph Two. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the shorter ter- shorter name for it, right? Right. But yeah, I just feel like it was such a missed opportunity. Just like how kind of often a small tangent at the end of Rogue One when Leia just says hope. Like, why couldn't she say a, a new hope? New yeah. hope. <laughs> yeah, you're nitpicking. <laughs> I know. I just felt like it was such a missed opportunity. So but. do you guys remember a commercial? Like, I think it was earlier in the year where they were advertising Wreck-It Ralph 2. And then uh, Vanilla P says, why isn't it called Ralph Wrecks the Internet? And yeah. then Yas goes, because the terms Ralph breaks the or break the Internet. So yeah, so yeah, they, they, poke fun on, they poke fun at it too. Yeah, yeah. they they recognized it early exactly. On. So. And uh, just to clarify, they renamed her to Yes, not Yeah, yes yeah. Anymore, it used so. to be Yeah. They're like Yeah, yes. yes. But then it's they named it Yes, so it's yes, like okay, yes. well lame. Yeah, that's a bit lame. We'll get to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're gonna get to it. Um, so. Basically, they um, so Vanellope and gets bored of her game because it's predictable, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then she she kind of hints at it to Ralph that it's she's getting bored. And then Ralph tried to cheer her up by making a new bonus track, <laughs> and then she overrides the controls, and then uh, the controller gets destroyed. Yada yada. We know what happens. It breaks, um, and then they try to find one on the internet using their phones. The kids. And the kids do. Because the ones that break it. And then all the kids in the arcade are like, oh, we'll look for it. And they're all searching on their phones. And then the one that broke it found it on eBay. And it was just one in the whole world, basically, over yep. the whole internet. Yep. Because the original company that made Sugar Rush uh, went bankrupt. Right. So no more company making Sugar Rush. So it's very limited. It's a rare find, basically. It's supposed to be like $200 for a steering wheel or something like that. <laughs> and Mr. Litwack was like, nope. Yeah, so he's like, we're probably going to have to pull the plug. And uh, they he pulled the plug. <laughs> and everybody rushed out because you know what happens when you pull the plug. Right, exactly. Uh, so they didn't want to get erased. So they all went into the, the power strip. and surge. The, yeah, the power surge protector. And then they ended up uh, all going into the game of Fix-It Felix Jr. <laughs> yep. So Nelson... Do you have any notes um, on this portion at all? Well, yeah, I was expecting more of like us talking about the movie, not laying down what exactly is happening scene by scene. <laughs> yep. All right, let's go to that then. Okay, what do you guys think on uh, the overall movie then? You guys you so, have notes, so, so okay, let's go. Let's go to your notes. Well, overall, I thought it was a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Particularly at the start, though, I felt it was a slow starting movie. I agree. Me too. I think it started slow. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, they were trying to set up the whole premise of, um, you know, Vanellope being bored of um, 
how things currently are and and then essentially just trying like during the trailers we're we're you know shown the the whole i guess the uh, um the main premise being like they're going to the internet right right that, right. that doesn't happen until like a good half hour or 45 yeah. minutes into the yeah. movie it yeah. felt like that yeah so it's like did it really have to take that long for them to go to the internet you know uh, so the thing that I was talking to Nelson and Kay about over the past weekend was um, some of the choices that they made in cuts of their scenes. Um, like we know that the princess scene was significantly longer from um, what we saw at D23. And that was a fully cut, fully edited scene. Um, and they got pretty meta and they got to um, poke fun at themselves. Yeah. Uh, but, but that was cut out. And I was a bit disappointed. Um, the way that they met Yas or Yes now is it was changed as well. Um, I mean that part was storyboarded. We didn't see a full animated, um, fully rendered version. Um, but what I struggled with was the fact that they spent so long just establishing and beating the audience over the head with the fact that she's bored. Yeah. When you yeah. you could have established that in like a five minute conversation and then just jump right into the internet you know right. because the internet is so vast they could have done a lot more with yeah. the internet than being at the arcade which right. they spent a lot of time at the arcade versus being out in the world wide web which is a lot bigger uh than just you know setting up the arcade i feel like some of it might be that they're assuming that people don't really remember you know what happened in the first the, movie? the mechanics of the first movie um they're really relying on if they were to just jump straight into the internet or just like breeze through the established you know pathos of the world they're just that would be an assumption that everybody already watched the first one quite recently you know they're kind of i guess they're kind of jogging people's memory but still you could have spent like 10 to 15 minutes max on that you know and then jumping into the solution you know of going into their inter internet i think five minutes would have been better <laughs> yeah i mean it's a kid's movie so we I mean, get the point you know if you if you look at up right they set up that whole thing of the background behind carl you know in i don't know five minutes at the beginning of the movie it was beautiful i was done by that point yeah i was like wow <laughs> this could be the end of the movie already you know yeah <laughs> So, I was emotionally drained. Yes, it was quite uh, quite emotional. <laughs> so yeah, that's 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 the point I think we're getting at is they could have done that something like that at this with this movie instead yeah. of spending ten to fifteen to twenty minutes setting up them going to the internet. Yeah, but I I do love once they finally get into the internet, like the way yeah. that they depict how we as users and consumers view the internet. It's quite genius. Like any time that they interact with a real person, it's just like, wow. So that's what I really look like, you know, using this internet. I'm kind of, you know, like a boss. Yeah, exactly. Stuck in stuck in this uh, virtual world, fully absorbed, not really paying attention to the things around me, type of thing. Um, yeah. It was quite meta. They were like, you know, Disney was really trolling myself, you know, as a consumer. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I really. I really thought Disney's interpretation of how the internet world is was super, super interesting. I mean, it's intelligent. I, yeah, and it was it was really great. I I, I love the fact that you know when both um, 
Vanellope and Ralph when they were in the 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 Wi-Fi router, mm-hmm. and then when the internet finally got turned on and then they got sent, mm-hmm. I was just ima- imagining, oh, that's a packet. Right. Right. Yeah. There you go. There it's you go. Super like, nerdy. Oh. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I was just thinking to myself, like, yeah, I'm, I'm, this is kind of a very technical way of thinking about it. But yeah, that's uh-huh. like literally a data packet. Yeah. Like it's sent over, like, you know, it's it's traveling to the internet, and of course, Ralph being too big for his. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so like Vanellope even kind of touches on it um, early on. She's like, "We're just a bunch of ones and zeros." <laughs> that's I'm right. like. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah, that's right. That She did say that. Yeah. Wow. It was, a, it was like think, a Timon right? and yeah. Pumbaa moment. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it's like they're self-aware of, yeah. you know, who they are. It, it, it's it's very cerebral. I think they kind of took a, a page out of um, Inside Out's Inside book. Out. Yeah. Because yeah. that one is super, it's literally in the brain, you know. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think they were following that kind of... Um, line of thinking of how they uh like um they think about how we interact with different things you know so i i thought it was really intelligent and super nerdy in so many ways and when they finally hit the the internet it's it's uh visually appealing seeing all of these different things um in the internet world you know yeah i mean we got a lot to, we got to a lot of see we got to see a lot of product placements, mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. But you're like, because we, you, you know, you see Amazon, you, you saw Google, the biggest tower in the entire yep. internet. Um, Twitter was that was pretty clever. They're it, literally the way the, yeah. the the viral of you know how a viral video becomes super viral. I was like, man, that's pretty cool. Like they're yeah. literal birds tweeting at each other. And then the pop ups I thought were hilarious. <laughs> You want to lose fat in so many days? Click here. Yep. Click here. And yeah, of and course, when, that, when you I click, have to go it goes. There. It brings you there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like literally in a pod. Like, yeah, yeah, it'll take you there. It's another. And pod. of course, the dark side of the internet. Yeah, the dark web. <laughs> it's literally like super shady there. <laughs> so I just I thought, thought it was very, very well done. So the thing that at first made me question eBay was the way that they could keep driving the price up when clearly they were together. But then I thought about it longer and I was like, no, the the way that the internet sees them is they're two separate users. So they're just driving each other. You know, the mm-hmm. auto bid is going up and up. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I was thinking that too. just like, how was the price being raised that much? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then, yeah, like you just said, they're, I guess they, to be, I guess, trying to make sense of this. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, it, it just it saw them as two separate buyers. Right, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, th- this this movie got, it got pretty pretty real at some point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, it, you know, it, it makes us think um, how we interact with the internet and what we're doing, how it looks. Uh, probably if you st- take a step back, how, you could, how it would appear to, yeah. to other people. Mm-hmm. What'd you think of Slaughter Race? Slaughter Race. <laughs> um, Nelson, what did you think about the, the game Slaughter Race? Um, I was for one thing, I was just thinking like, are they trying to make this like one of those free free to play online games? <laughs> but um, other than that, though, but the actual game itself, uh, I mean, it's. I, I was confused. Like, is this supposed to be a racing game, or is or it, or like is it like a, Fortnite? a GTA kind of thing? <laughs> 
I, I thought kinda... it was like um, Need for Speed Underground. Because what? like those, you saw those two like when they introduced the the, the game, users. There was yeah. Like, yeah, there was yeah. two. There was two people trying to steal like. They're going into like the the warehouse where Shank has her car. Right. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking like, is this supposed to be GTA? <laughs> and then it turns into a racing game, but kind uh-huh. of thing. So I was just kind of confused on what type of game it's supposed to be. But they obviously like advertised it e- even the, in the movie as a racing game. Right. So I just it- found it weird about those two users trying to steal the car. Like I've never I mean- had that kind of mechanic in a racing game. It seemed like a mission-based uh, kind of racing game, you know, where it's free roam type of thing, and then missions pop up as you are exploring. So they probably got deep into the world because it seemed like an endless kind of coding world, um, and they just found a way to find Shank's hideout. I guess um, I don't know. I I haven't really encountered a game like that. The closest is like a cross between GTA and Need for Speed Underground. In my opinion. Well, you know, there are games that are getting popular like, I guess, PUBG and Fortnite where it's, you know, exploring and then Battle Royale, right? Yeah. So, you know, maybe they're trying to go off that popularity and um, create something new with, yeah. with a little racing element. I think the racing element was there so that they could um, get Vanilla P in, oh, yeah. into the, yeah. you know, so it's like a plot point. But... I think they were trying to play off the popularity of games like PUBG and uh, and Fortnite, Fortnite because you like fight each other and and they were fighting each other. <laughs> so like one thing I had issue with, I'm gonna jump the gun towards the end, was how did Shank have such power over the game that she could integrate Vanilla P's code into it? Yeah, I yeah. was confused. Was, was Shank supposed to be an in-game character or a playable? I thought she was. Yeah, I thought she was an NPC, right? So Yeah. Like, that's that's a thing, right? How can an NPC have the power to do that? Yeah. Like it's as too- a as a former coder, I'm like, is that possible? Like <laughs> uh, or or is she like somebody that created the game and they're just, you know, I don't know. The avatar of them. Yeah, the avatar of the creator. See, that's that's something to think about, right? Yeah. But then again, Ralph and Vanellope are supposed to be NPCs also. Right? Yeah. So they have their mind a mind of their own. Because <laughs> like, if you remember the first movie, oh, King Candy true. was actually Turbo, and he was from another game. And oh, this is true. See, that's that's so, a, yeah, that's why I they guess, try to set it up like that. Yeah, I guess it's in line with the world that they made. I mean, like. Wreck-It Ralph does some mad things on the internet. Yeah. Launches his own virus. Exactly. Like, how is he able to do that? They're not supposed to be able to do that, right? Yeah. So, So you you, you have a point. Yeah. Yeah, because they're they're able to go into other games. They're able to go into the internet. So, yeah. I I guess I'm just overthinking it. (laughs) Well, no, you you got me thinking when you said that, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that's what they're trying to get at. It's like, you know, these guys are already non-playable characters, but they're still getting into other games and into the internet and stuff like that. They're their so, own person yeah, uh, being. They're on the yeah. they're their own beings. Could it be that like Vanellope's glitched into everybody else? Whoa. Cuz she's like corrupted code? Wow. That's I don't a, know. I don't know. Or is that is that too too cerebral for <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's kind of a <laughs> that's got me thinking too. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> so uh, any other thoughts what do you guys think? I think that Disney should make the game Slaughter Race. 
Well, they yeah, I mean, they made Wreck It Ralph two or Wreck It Ralph um, uh, uh, a game the on cabinet. mobile. Yeah, they oh, they, yeah, they also made a cabinet that they had in uh, Disneyland for a while. Well, they had oh, Fixing nice. Felix Jr. and I remember yep. Nelson playing it with me uh, when we went to Downtown Disney in uh, yep. 2012. Yep. So the, yeah, that was Fixing Felix Jr. They made that to promote Wreck It Ralph the first movie. Um, yep. So yeah, I think they should, probably should make Slaughter Race maybe a mobile game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems I think to, I think they could make a lot of money with it. That seems to be the platform that they're going for mobile. Yeah, but I mean they they could also make um. They abandoned Disney Infinity, so if they move into you know something like that, they could do another kind of figurines hmm. with different Wreck-It Ralph characters um, and integrate into a, a pretty cool racing game. So, what do you guys think of uh, Gal Gadot being uh, Shank. Shank? Yeah, Shank. Well, I liked for, it. Yeah, for, for for one, like like I kind of mentioned, and even in a previous episode that I saw um, this uh, the exclusive sneak peek over at Hollywood Studios. Mm-hmm. Um, and they showed the the scene where you know Vanellope and, and Ralph were sneaking into the the warehouse and stole the the, uh, the car her car yeah. So while I was watching this and you know after you know hearing and seeing Shank, I was just like, this is gonna bother me. She sounds so familiar. <laughs> I couldn't put my finger on it, but then yeah, I didn't realize like, oh shoot, that's Gal Gadot. <laughs> when did you realize? Uh, the credits. Seriously? <laughs> <laughs> Don't judge me. <laughs> I, I'm not. I'm just. I'm oh, I a saw a post. Shocked. I, I kind of knew it was already going to be her. Oh, no, I, I had no I, idea. I didn't know until I, I like she turned around and she started talking. I was like, is that Wonder Woman? <laughs> because they, they made her in her like physical likeness, you know? Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. I see it now, but yeah. it, it was bothering me when I watched <laughs> that sneak peek. I was just like, oh my gosh, this sound, she sounds so familiar. Yeah. I say but, more yeah. more power to her for taking these like badass roles, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, but, I, I mean, we yeah. uh, overall, I think all the um, the new characters were awesome. Yeah, definitely. So, so there's, yeah, there's Shank, there's Yes... And mm-hmm. <laughs> Nosemore was so funny. <laughs> <laughs> He's so underrated. I, like I know. Him. And that, that's Alan Tudyk. Yeah, I know. So, so is this like a, so what's, do you think he was like a play on Ask Jeeves? You know, that, that might be what helped inspire it because, well, no, Jeeves was, is, he's a butler versus yeah. he right, kind of made right. Nosemore like a, a, an academic. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We, uh, we discussed this in line for pirates, right? Remember? Yeah, we were talking yeah. about why didn't they use Google? Right, right. Yeah, they wanted question. to give remember? him a character. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we were discussing about like you know it, at some point all these other companies probably paid Disney or Disney paid them for I don't know which which way the money was going, mm-hmm. um, but for them to be present. Uh, but I think it crosses a line if you have to create a character for another company that you don't own. So that's oh, probably why okay. they created knows more. And and yes, also because I was thinking, yes is an algorithm, and right. it was like a direct poke the chief at, algorithm. Yeah, the chief algorithm, right? And, and that's a direct poke at YouTube's mm-hmm. <laughs> algorithm. Right, so right. That's why we had to watch Buzz. Was it BuzzTube? Yeah, Buzz instead of YouTube. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even though YouTube was there. Yeah, like yeah, you saw a logo weird. right when they entered the internet. Well, but YouTube that, is owned by Google, so that's probably why you saw it. 
Right. The way that uh, they described the way uh, BuzzTube and all those other Buzz apps work was that it was basically a hub that filtered in from all the other websites. Mm-hmm. Um, That's right. Which seems similar to BuzzFeed. Mm. So it's like a it's uh, play on BuzzFeed, right? Yeah, I think so. What did you think yeah. of the the clips that that uh, Ralph was making and distributing? Uh, it's like you a know, they're like vines, right? Yeah, yeah. You which, know, which was your favorite? I like the goat. <laughs> me too. <laughs> <laughs> me too. That's, that's the one that sticks out the most to me. Uh-huh. But I mean, I made a note about this too. Okay. <laughs> but um, it was essentially like uh, this movie was made for our generation. Oh yes. yeah, definitely. Yes. So. There's so many references to to like all the these different memes, all these different vines, all these different like past internet trends mm-hmm. that are relevant to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the the what what's what's kind of got me thinking is like I wonder if people years from now who watch this movie they're if they're gonna get it or not. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it's like relevant for now, but right, how, yeah. how well will this movie age? Is your right. concern? I think so, I think it's gonna age well because it's funny. No matter if you get the joke or not, you know what I mean. That's if you don't true. get the reference, it's still slapstick. There's still some slapstick in there, and mm-hmm. then there's still some funny things that you'll just laugh at, even though you probably don't get the reference. So you went with your with your young son. So did he still enjoy it? Was it fast enough moving for him? Yeah, he was um, watching it. Uh, to- so the beginning. It seemed like he was gonna get disinterested because it was starting yeah. off really slow, right? Right. And there's a lot of talking. He doesn't like the talking, uh, mm-hmm. but then when there's like the driving and then the singing, oh, he liked that. He really liked <laughs> Penelope that. singing. Oh gosh, don't get me started on the singing. <laughs> we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. We're gonna get there. Uh, so yeah, he liked it because of the you know when it changed scenes and when Ralph was doing all those crazy like videos, mm-hmm. he liked it. He liked that. He was like you know enjoying enjoying those parts yeah i I, th- I think it's always a concern though for disney movies of how well they'll age right which is a good thing you brought up nelson because looking back and trying to rewatch pocahontas it's very hard for me <laughs> I, mm-hmm. I i loved it as a child but i can't rewatch the movie no matter what yeah. it's like one of those movies where it's like what were they thinking you know uh-huh. yeah, yeah. So. I, well can you think of any other movies where you you can watch it and say what were they thinking? You know, um, from ones that you were growing up, other like than Pocahontas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Song of the South. Well, <laughs> you didn't watch it until it gave you a copy, so that's. <laughs> no, I I saw. I mean, we saw clips of Zippity Doodah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. So um, I don't know. There are probably more that I can't think of off the top of my head that probably were problematic at some points. I mean, um, Hunchback was pretty dark. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. For, for oh, a yeah. kid's movie. I could probably rewatch it now that I'm an adult, but there were some pretty dark parts of that movie. Yeah. Fantasia and um, Bambi. Oh, yeah, definitely. Pretty, okay. Yeah, so there there are a lot of... Dumbo is pretty, pretty problematic, too. I watched Alice in Wonderland recently, and I said... <laughs> Were these guys? What were they thinking when they drew this? Like they were literally. They were probably high. They probably on drugs. On on drugs. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah. So yeah, I I see what you're saying about aging well because they want to make movies where you can rewatch it later and then still appreciate it. 
Mm-hmm. So, but yes, in terms of that, what do you think of this movie? Do you think it's like that where you can appreciate it later or is it going to um, not age well? Well, for us, I think it, it's, it'll age just fine. Yeah. We'll, we'll remember all right. these different what you, references. But what, what about I'm just for saying future? for all the, yeah, I'm just saying for all the younger ones, like who watch it after the fact, mm-hmm. maybe five, 10 years from now. You, they won't get it <laughs> you know do you think yeah. there'll be a they'll... funny thing and then it's like it'll land flat because you know it wasn't it wasn't during their time right so, so you actually see that in this film like yeah with the I references to some of the memes and... i i can see it if their parents aren't there to explain it and mm. you kind of don't want to have to sit and explain a movie to a kid yeah yeah. Um, that's just like a bad joke. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. It's a bad joke if you have jokes. to explain yeah, it. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. Definitely. So, I mean, I can I can see it still being entertaining probably to the younger kids, but once they get to like that, you know, age where they start thinking about things, um which is probably what this is aimed at right now cuz the kids these days are pretty relevant in terms of the internet and all these oh, other yeah. media they consume. But yeah, 5 10 years down the line, it's probably going to go right over their heads. So it's right. going to be like you have to show it to a teenager. And if they get it, then, you know, that's something relevant for now. Right. Yeah. OK. So what are your guys' thoughts on the princesses? Because <laughs> that so, was a big hype uh, coming yeah. into it. Yeah. I want to say, like, including that, again, I'm referencing back to the that that sneak peek at, that I saw a couple weeks ago. OK. At at. Uh, Hollywood Studios, and including all the other trailers, I really wish they didn't put like ninety percent of that scene in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Mm. I would have enjoyed it so much more if they so, just teased it, like literally only like you know a few seconds of it, right? Not like a full freaking minute. <laughs> so I just feel like they showed too much in in those trailers. I I know they want to hype up the crowds for you know when they when they showed off all the princesses being all in one place but uh, i i just feel like there would have been a bigger payout of of excitement and just you know people telling oh yeah no there's all there's a scene that has everyone in there you should go see this movie yeah so i just feel like it killed they they kind of shot themselves in the foot a little bit that's how i feel because i yeah it, to me they showed way too much in the trailers and i mean i still enjoyed it when i watched it in the movie but i was expecting it mm. yeah yeah so for me I was still expecting more because mm. I saw oh, right. the whole scene right. and I was just waiting for it. I was like, okay, that's it. So where's the rest of it? <laughs> we spent like 30 minutes trying to get into the internet and you can't spend five more minutes on getting super meta and poking fun at yourselves. Right. I know. Um, yeah. It was, it was a lost opportunity in my book. Um, I understand that, you know, it would be really just for the parents and it would really be just for people around our age and the kids that are older and that would get those jokes. Um, but it still would have been more fun than seeing Ralph mope around looking for Vanellope um, in Tapper's bar. So, yeah. So, Rissa, if could you explain to the listeners what that extra scene was that, that oh, you saw yeah. at D23? So, um, in some points, each princess goes through their flaws um or another princess pokes at another princess's flaws so for example they poke fun at ariel uh for basically giving up her self-worth um for a man um 
they spend more time on each of the flaws of the princesses and then they go into the she is a princess so there was more <laughs> involvement in there oh before they figured out that the vanelope was the princess part yeah so they clipped a lot of it there mm. was like some side conversation going on um leading up to it wow yeah it was a clip scene <laughs> and it was it was disappointing for me um just because it was it was it had so much depth to it that they were able to poke fun at themselves the way that they did with Enchanted, you know? Right. So, so do you think they cut it because they put all that stuff at the beginning to set it up? Um, or, or is there another reason for them clipping the scene? I feel that they were thinking that the the scene, the, the movie was too long at that point. Okay. And they needed to find gains. Um, and they, a lot of the times directors are, when you watch like deleted scenes and why they clip things, they say, you know, it was running long, didn't really add much to it. And I mean, it might be true. It probably wouldn't have added too much depth to it, but right. having seen it, it w it felt like it was lacking to me. So do you think they shouldn't have shown that full clip when they did? Or do you think, you know, you shouldn't have watched that full clip? Um, no, I think they shouldn't have done what Nelson said. They shouldn't have shown all they of They showed that too much in the yeah, trailer. Yeah, they showed too much. They should have teased more, you know, rather than revealing everything. Because that was a bulk of, you know, the content. That, yeah, that one And scene. they were like, oh, don't worry. You'll see the Disney princesses later. But really, it was like, what, two minutes? Yeah, that you it, see wasn't, them? it wasn't that much. Yeah. Yeah. So the bulk of it was them lounging around, which you saw. Um, them, you know grilling vanellope which you saw so it was like what really did you leave for us you know exactly nothing i mean they left shank because nelson didn't know until the credits <laughs> <laughs> so you but, know what yeah. i think you know what i think they should have clipped the the very beginning of the movie when the directors were like talking to the audience yes oh yeah yes. i was super confused <laughs> about that i thought the movie was literally starting i thought it was that. starting was like, too where's my short yeah. yeah, there's no short. It's just it wasn't the directors. A short. Like, hey, can we just cut that? You know. <laughs> yeah, I turned to Kay. I was like, um, "Is this their way of resolving what happened with Frozen? There's like no short. <laughs> what? Yeah, Dang. yeah. I was like, do we really need these guys here? I don't think so. so. No. But yeah, I think they could have cut that and then put the rest of the scene that you were describing, basically. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, any more thoughts? Uh, on the movie. On the princesses? Or the princesses, yeah. Princesses. Um, I think that it was it was smart the way they did it. I think it was smart that they also um went back after post and um addressed the fans' concerns. Oh, you mean around... like with Tiana's hair and stuff? Yeah, I think um it's intelligent of Disney to stay relevant, because uh, they could have not done anything yeah. and like their their ticket sales probably would have taken a hit. Um, right, right. Because it's it's our generation that's really feeding into this. It's mm -hmm. you know our kids and you know it's it in, impacts things because we're that of that age now. We're the ones um, spending the money. Exactly. So I I think it was intelligent on their part to address the concerns that were raised, and uh, I just felt like Moana was underused. Yeah. She had like two oh, lines. Oh yeah. She she didn't have like anything to contribute in the sign of or in the scene where. They're trying to determine if Vanellope's a princess. Right. And then I felt like Mulan was super underutilized as well. She had like maybe three lines max. 
Yeah. Um, they spent a lot of time on Ariel, Cinderella, Snow White, and uh, not even Anna. It was Elsa. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so, Anna was barely there. I couldn't even see her shirt, so which is a super cool shirt. <laughs> speaking of which, um, do you think it was smart for them to put the shirts there so that they could push merchandise? Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah. So I'm it, I'm looking I, for a hashtag shiny shirt. Though. That's what I was going to say. Like, where was that when you took those pictures? Because I didn't see I didn't it. I didn't see it. Yeah. It wasn't there. Exactly. They, they didn't have Mulan's jacket either. No, they only had like half of the shirts. Right. There were like, what, 12 princesses in that scene? And they didn't even have all of them. So, yeah. so yeah, I'm looking forward to the next <laughs> release of shirts. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so that actually had a lot of response on our Instagram when uh, I posted it from your picture. Um, they There seem to be like a lot of people that like it and they're probably going to buy it. Oh, uh, yeah. I yep. think it's an awesome idea. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, I kind of want to get them, but they're female shirts. Female, so. yeah. I mean, nobody's going to judge you if you use it to sleep. <laughs> I, 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 I guess. <laughs> you Have can my get a nap BFF queen. Shirt, yeah. Or nap queen. Nap queen. Nap queen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I like the fact that they can tie in the merchandising to the princesses. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, yeah. Uh, any other thoughts on the princesses? Um, no, I think I think I was I was satisfied enough with their presence and the fact that they had as many original voice actors as they could. Right. Um, be there and cool. i was also happy that we got to see them at least one more time like toward mm -hmm. the end of the movie yeah i was gonna be i was gonna be sad if you know that was like the that, only that was the only yeah. scene that we see all of them right and i was like man we i saw i've, I've seen this since earlier this year because this was in the trailer <laughs> yeah so i did like, uh, love the um the water part <laughs> just stare into just stare into water. water meaningly meaningfully oh yeah and then yeah. she had like a, a puddle like a spilt over was, like, cup spilled, yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she sang about slaughter race yeah i was like okay here come that's the enchanted thing that we're you know, okay so expecting. do you want to get into that now <laughs> yeah let's get into that sure. so, okay so songs i literally lulled when like out loud in the theater when ariel just started to you know she got the spotlight <laughs> yeah and she started singing i was just like what is going on <laughs> I, I just was started just like, laughing. Dang, Jody Benson still got it. <laughs> yep, she still got it. She yeah, got but it. yeah, I just thought it was like this is so aerial though. Yeah, uh huh. Uh huh. I was kind of hoping though that after seeing that there would be more princesses that started to do that too. Yes. Right. right. The, if but... they pulled Leia Salonga in, oh, oh man, yeah, I would have died. She would have sung like everything, <laughs> like all. <laughs> For Both Jasmine. <laughs> Jasmine Mulan? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two birds, one stone. There you go. So, oh, man. Yeah. But then, you... Okay, then, go ahead. No, okay. Oh, I was just going to say that. And then it like it transitioned into Vanellope scene when she started singing. When that started happening, I put I, I face palmed. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't like it? I, I thought the scene was entertaining and funny. Uh-huh. But obviously... Uh, who is it who voiced um, Vanellope? Sarah, Sarah Silverman. Silverman? Sarah, yeah. 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 Uh, obviously, singing is not her deal. And right. especially in Vanellope's voice. Totally right. Boy. right. So I, I, when she was singing, I kind of felt uncomfortable. 
Oh, really? I, I felt like it was meant to make you feel well, uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I understand the, what Disney was going for because, yeah. like, you know, she's a Disney princess. <laughs> and she got that moment, like, how Ariel just started going off. And so I understand what they were doing, Disney. But, yeah, I was just, like, I was kind of cringy. And, <laughs> yeah, I felt uncomfortable on that scene. But <laughs> that's just my take on it. <laughs> I actually really love that scene. Um, <laughs> I, like I said, I, I I enjoyed it, and it was entertaining. So it's so just... my reasoning is if you listen to the background music, you can tell who the composer was. Yeah. <laughs> it's Alan Menken, though. I, yes. I was, so, so I was listening to it, and I was like, this sounds like a straight ripoff of Beauty and the Beast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then especially the ending no- notes of uh, Slaughter Race. And then I get to the credits, and I'm like, it was written by Alan Menken. No wonder. Exactly. Exactly. I was like, okay, all right, I'm cool with this. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I think they meant for it to be super uncomfortable, especially of like what she was singing about, mm-hmm. um, and it just being super campy. You know, it was it was definitely in line with her character. Um, I don't know. I, I really appreciated the scene just because it was so ridiculous and then i finally realized she's in the game now you know it's not just her dream sequence she's actually she actually ran away and she's in the game right um it took me a while to realize she escaped into the game because i was so entranced in the dream sequence so (laughs) yeah i appreciated it it fooled me yeah (laughs) what do you think micah so i liked it too i really enjoyed that um song I didn't, you know, I was like, oh, is she going to start singing? Oh, she's singing. Uh, <laughs> it's it's one of those things where it's like um, it, Disney is, again, poking fun mm-hmm. at, at the princesses um, like they did with Enchanted. But, you know, then it's like, I was like, wait, it reminds me of Tangled. I have a dream, you know, I got a yeah. dream. I was like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. okay. So they're <laughs> they're poking fun at themselves while they're still showing that she's got a dream so mm-hmm. um but that was uh, entertaining t- for me um but yeah i liked it that was another underutilized princess rapunzel yeah definitely yeah mandy Moore. and yeah i kind of had a crush on her <laughs> wow nice yeah man so i was pretty excited when uh they announced it well back in 2010 uh Mandy Moore got uh, chosen to voice Rapunzel. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, shoot. So Cool. So, um, yeah. Uh, anything else you guys want to add to your thoughts on the movie? So this movie got real, mm-hmm. uh, especially when uh, the scene um, when Ralph enters a certain room at uh, BuzzTube. Oh, yeah. The comments. Oh, the, the comments, comments section. <laughs> The dreaded comments. When I saw that, because like, read the comments. Yeah, when, oh when the camera panned up and it showed the what room he was entering, I'm like, oh man, yeah, I was just, oh darn, like you're not gonna like it, bro. <laughs> he was like, oh, this is nice, and then it got real. Yeah, it, it's like don't like, keep scrolling, Ralph. Yeah, no. don't read the comments. You never read them. Yeah. So, oh man, and yeah, I mean, yes, being an algorithm altogether, and the way that. She was explaining like how all this works. Mm-hmm. Like, yep, you get the likes. You gotta get them likes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. That's how you get money. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is how 
how YouTube and Instagram works nowadays. Yep. <laughs> yeah, definitely. All those advertisements. That's, that's how right. it works nowadays. So, man. And, yeah, this movie just got real in that respect. Yes. I think it got... Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. I think it got real when uh, they introduced the virus and they started talking about insecurities. Ralph is like a walking insecurity. insecurity yeah yeah like a hundred percent insecure um and it kind of makes you kind of like self-reflect and think about your kind of insecurities and how they can be exploited especially with your internet usage mm-hmm. um so I it kind of just got me thinking of you know how much you're putting yourself out there on the internet and how much you should be aware of what people can exploit um especially because social media is rampant and you're putting your face your name all these other things out there if they figure out oh this is a weakness in a person they can totally just exploit it so yeah that's true that's where it got real for me mm-hmm. wow okay <laughs> so when uh ralph actually breaks the internet um you know when the virus gets out and then it gets into the internet and uh, starts copying ralph Right, and then it becomes like a they all join together, become a really big Ralph. Do you guys really think you know that could happen, where the internet just breaks down from from something like that, or is it just like you know plot device? Um, I mean, I think portions of the internet can definitely go down, but I don't think the entirety of the internet can go down. Yeah, I loved how they, like in the real world when like even they were showing clips of like news reports about this new virus is attacking the internet. Mm-hmm. I loved how they were they they showed it as a DDoS. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a denial of service. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. they kind of attack like oh, so it's they're kind of trying to relate it to real world also. So yeah, yeah. So you think that's you know plausible or feasible or something like that? You know. Where it could well, people's services could just get shut off like that, and it happens. Mm. Yeah, it does. I mean, um, like I said, DDoS is—it's an actual thing, right? Mm-hmm. Right, and it has I, happened before. Yeah, that's why I, I, I'm thinking that like sections of you know regions and like portions of websites they can definitely go down. Uh, I don't think the entirety of the internet can because of the. Ex- extent of all these servers that are out there and all the internet providers that are out there um but yeah i think portions of it can definitely go down Mm -hmm. and be exploited right just get the the most popular thing out there and introduce some malware and you'll take down lots and lots of people here click this yeah (laughs) frozen 2 trailer (laughs) click this avengers 4 trailer (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. all right so, um, any other thoughts for the rest of the movie? Um, you know, the resolution um, at the end, or do you think it was yeah. a good ending? I I really enjoyed this movie, and it I feel like it had um, it teaches a pretty like relevant um, lesson towards the end about friendship. Right, friendship because yeah. friendship like <laughs> the whole idea or the yeah idea of friendship is shoved in your face throughout the entire movie. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like we're best friends. Oh, I'm gonna do this for my best friend. Oh yeah, we're hanging out because we're best friends. Yeah. Like, in that for even in that first half hour of the movie. Right. When they're still in the you know in the arcade. Yeah. This it's shoved in your face. Like you have yeah. to understand this is friendship kind of deal. Mm-hmm. And so there's only other well there's only one other dynamic duo I could really think of that I really liked, which was uh, Lilo and Stitch. Mm. But yeah, 
Vanellope and, and Ralph, they, they have such a, a good dynamic. Right. They, they work very well together and um, they feed off each other too. So yeah, the, the lesson learned toward the end for Ralph is that, you know, they care about, you, you want your friend to, to, you know, be happy also. You have to not be so clingy and all that jazz. So yeah, it's a, it's a matter of growth as well. And um, I just thought Disney did a great, great job of showing that in, you know, this in this movie. It's a very mature. Yeah, I, I agree. I yeah, I think that uh, it's a very important lesson to learn to teach kids um, that just because you're best friends with somebody, you don't need to be with them twenty four seven. Absence makes the heart grow fonder, as they say, and uh, the fact that they're still able to keep in touch because of. Um, video chat was pretty cool uh so yeah i i think um they did a good job with teaching kids that you know friendship comes in many different ways and it's important that you allow your your friends to follow their dreams all right i agree so um if you guys didn't hear well not you two but our listeners, if you didn't hear, there are two end scenes. Post credit. One is a mid credit scene, and then another is a post credit scene. So I think the mid credit scene is one that they showed on TV in some tr- like teasers before. Uh, right. It was like a little girl who's on her tablet playing pancake milkshake, and then Ralph jumps in and starts playing, and then keeps feeding it, all the pancakes. It- they poked fun at that too because they were saying like, "Oh, you thought we removed this scene from the movie?" <laughs> yeah, that's right. They said that. Yeah. Oh, you thought we removed this? And then they yeah. actually put it as the mid-credit scene. Uh, so yeah, it's the one where he gives too many pancakes to the rabbit and it explodes. <laughs> Poor girl. Poor rabbit. Um, did you did you notice how familiar she looked? She's yeah, she looks like to be baby Moana. Yeah, she looks yeah. like baby Moana. Yep. Because uh, I, I I could. I could swear, like the mom driving the car, she called the 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 baby in the back Mo. Oh. Maybe I don't know. I thought she said Mo, so that's why I was like, "Oh, is that actually Moana?" Because she definitely looks like it. She does look but. like her. So um, then the last post-credit scene, uh, they they tease a, a Frozen Two trailer, um, and then but then they do an awesome old trick from 2006 so, you guys got to watch it to see it That's yeah all I we say. won't say it here yeah don't pay attention to the credits yeah because just that... just just watch yeah. or just, watch you know. the end watch all the way yeah. to the end that's all you yeah. gotta do like sit there like you're watching an avenger or a, a marvel marvel movie. yeah just gotta wait for yeah. the post credit scene yeah just talk through the credits yeah. and then wait for it just wait so, for it yeah you guys won't regret yeah you will not that you will not <laughs> Did you catch uh, Stan Lee? So yeah, I, he did make a cameo. He did. So yeah. R.I.P. Stan Lee. Yeah, I'm glad that they were able to to do that. Right. I, they're gonna do it one more time, I think. Avengers. Least. Yeah. What about Captain Marvel? Uh, maybe that was already filmed. Because right? I would I would hope that yeah I, that uh, yeah the Marvel finished before. Well, I, I thought wonder... they I thought they did like Avengers. Three and four, like they did for Lord of the Rings, where they were filming them simultaneously. Well, I mean, I thought Captain Marvel was already finished, so that's why I thought that he might, you know, be in it. He might. I don't yeah. know. Well, we'll, we'll see. We'll, yeah, we'll see how we'll many see. more he's going to be in because, you know, he passed. So 
Did you know that the Golden Girls were supposed to be in this movie? Really? Really? Yeah. They were cut out. Oh. Because the the directors felt it was a, a weird juxtaposition. Where did they put them initially? I have no idea. <laughs> That's weird. Yeah. Okay. Um. <laughs> all right. 80s TV and uh, internet. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, good movie. Yeah. I thought it was a great movie. And of course, I totally geeked out when... I stayed for, you know, the credits also, and I was scanning them because I didn't ask, but then I saw it. So under technical directors, I saw my friend Teal, or she got credited again. So I'm like, yes! Oh, under technical directors. Wow. Yeah, yeah. So moving up in the world, huh? Yeah, shout out to you, Teal. Awesome job. So yeah, congrats, Teal, if you're listening. All right. Uh, So any closing thoughts on the movie? Go see it. If yeah, you have it. I mean, if they haven't, they wouldn't be listening. Well, you know, there's still some people <laughs> that would listen regardless. That's true. So. Um, so if you haven't, go see it. If you have, I hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it, it was a fun, fun movie. It was definitely a good sequel. And it's a movie that you can bring your family to. So, so I'm glad that uh, you two enjoyed. I enjoyed and my family enjoyed. So I hope that... The listeners will enjoy or have enjoyed it already, and um, yes. so we're looking for we're looking forward to more movies that are going to be released by Disney. Um, upcoming, oh man, <laughs> 2019 is going to be lit, man. <laughs> There's still December one is going to be lit, right? Exactly. There's still Mary Poppins Returns, so um, I'm looking forward to that one. How about you guys? Yes, Lin Manuel Miranda is a national treasure. He did get a Hollywood walk of fame star so um that was recently actually he he was incredibly close to being an egot winner so there's that too Mm. all right so nelson are you looking forward to that movie yeah i in all honesty i kind of want to watch the original just to refresh yourself refresh myself because it's been so so long or Mm -hmm. maybe if i should just go you know blind or go watch it regardless well i still gonna watch it but uh you know, Dick Van Dyke's going to be in there again, so. <laughs> yeah, he's still uh, surprisingly um, nimble. Know, mobile and nimble. He's, he's like, like 90 years dancing, old. He's like right? 90 years old. Yeah. But um, yeah, go watch the first one, Nelson, and so that you can prepare yourself for the second one. Okay, will do. All right. So I guess that's all we have for today. Um, do you have anything that you want to say to the listeners, uh, Nelson? Um. Thank you, everyone, as always, for um, continuing to, you know, drop by and listen to us geek out about uh, Disney stuff. And um, thanks for the continued support and look forward to more content. I know Micah and they are hard working on the, the my Disney World vlogs that I've recorded. I know I'm a bad friend and not helping out with that, but <laughs> um, yeah, plenty of more content to look forward to. So uh, stick around for that. And Rissa, you got something to say? Yeah, uh, thank you so much for continuing to support us um, through all of our different media platforms, this podcast, our vlog, uh, Instagram, um, and all of the ways that you can listen to this podcast. Um, We hope to continue to bring out content to you at all, and um, I hope you continue to enjoy it. So thank you. So yeah, thank you, everybody for continually listening to this podcast. If you haven't subscribed yet, 
please do so on your favorite podcasting app and uh, leave us a review. That actually helps us become more visible uh, to the general public, basically. Um, and also, I will be on the next episode of Interview with a Cast Member on Excess Press Podcast. So look out for Matt's podcast, Excess Press. And also, we have some videos coming out for our vlog on YouTube. Um, I, had, I had split my trip from November into three videos, so that's going to come out. And then we're also working on the Black Friday uh, video vlog as well. Um, we're going to continually be posting on Instagram. So keep looking out for those pictures that we put up. And thanks always for joining us, for listening, and for supporting on all our platforms. Um, thank you very much. And we will see you again next time. See ya. Later. Later.